Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez, and the Golden Knights just lost to the Minnesota Wild 3-0 to zero in Game 6 to force a Game 7 on Friday. Now, it was a, once again, it's a very disappointing loss. This is the third year in a row where the Golden Knights leads a series 3-1 to one and was forced into a Game 7. Now, the Golden Knights are 1-1 one and one in that situation. Uh, they beat Vancouver last season and lost to San Jose the year before that. Uh, this, this game was a very, def- very well played defensively for both teams. The teams did not want to be the team that got scored on first, and you, it can tell. The, the both teams were just so solid defensively it barely and barely really allowed any good chances throughout the game uh the the whole the whole time in the first and second period and going through the third period the first question was the, the biggest question was who was going to crack first or is this going to go to overtime again it was 0-0 going to the third but it was it, it just like in game 1 but the ga- game 1 was Felt a little very differently. I think game one, Marc-Andre Fleury had to really bail out his defense a lot in that game. But this game, I feel like the defense, especially in the first two periods, the defense was just wasn't allowing much of anything. And you really can't put this on Fleury also because the goals that were scored, it was very, very difficult to... To stop for him. The first goal was the Ryan Hartman goal, where, in my opinion, this that both the defensemen on this in this play was a little bit too aggressive. They were pressing too hard. Uh, it was Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo, and Alex Petrangelo was already deep and has joined the attack, and he was. Around in the around the middle of the ice in the offensive zone, and the Wild forced the puck off. I forgot who they forced it off, but when Shea Theodore tried to press to keep the puck in, he pressed a little bit too much, especially when your when your defensive partner is already deep in the zone. It's you should just play defensively. You should just back off and play defensively because when Shea Theodore pressed, it was an odd man rush the other way with a forward guarding it. And it's not just any forward. It was Cody Glass, who may, who's making his NHL postseason debut. 
And it was really a tough ask for Cody Glass to defend the two and one, which I don't think he really played that badly. Maybe he should have played the passer more than the shooter, because that's what you're supposed to really do. You play the pass, so the goalie will just be one on one against the shooter instead of trying to defend the shooter and the passer. But I can't really blame glass on that because he was he was left hanging by his two veteran defensemen who who pressed too deep and it ryan hartman was wide open kevin fiala gave a very very good pass to him and it, it, there's there was just no chance for flurry to stop that and the second goal was the backbreaker because i thought at when when the Goal was scored. The first goal was scored. I thought the Golden Knights still had fight in them. And I understand how resilient this team is. And I know they know that they were still not out of it. There were still about 15 minutes left in the third period after that. But after that second goal, it was very, very... Uh, it was the backbreaker because the second goal came in a power play and it was the first power play of the game. The, the refs really swallowed their whistle here until like late in the game when things got started to get, the game got started to get out of hand and out of reach for the golden Knights and things were starting to get out of hand. There was rough stuff going on late in the third when, so they started calling inner calling penalties to really control the game. But going back to the second goal, that second goal came in a power play, the first power play, because it was a delay of game for the Golden Knights. Because the Golden Knights appeared to have tied the game. Chandler Stevenson shot a, a snipe past Talbot with a, a screen from Alex Stuck. But it was called a no goal by the referees because of goalie interference. So Pete DeBoer then challenged it because in my opinion, I think that Matt Dumba was the one who was pushing Alex Stuck back into Cam Talbot. Alex Stuck tried to move away, but Dumba was there kind of just in his way. But I don't really want to blame the refs in this because the Golden Knights had 60 minutes to score a goal and didn't score anything. They had 60 minutes to really control the game, but they didn't do it. I understand that that goal was a huge momentum swing and that could have cost us the game. But at the same time, the Golden Knights needed to play better. I've seen them dominate the Minnesota Wild. I've seen them really be the better team and just get a stranglehold of the game. But this game was different. Minnesota played really well. And the Golden Knights, I felt like, didn't really get that energy until Minnesota scored that first goal. And then that's when I felt like the Golden Knights tried much harder. Because I've seen the Golden Knights play much better than today's game. I'm not saying they played bad. They played really good defensively. That's 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 my credit to them. But offensively, they were very, very conservative. They didn't want to go... They didn't want the puck to go the other way and all that. And the third goal was just a result of the Golden Knights pushing. And uh, once you start 
I talked about this uh, last episode where when when you're behind a game and you want to catch up, you start pushing on your defense and you start taking risk and it goes some you 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 give up more odd man rushes the other way because you do that and that's the result of the third goal because the golden knights was pushing and they they allowed a goal to Birk, Birkstad. it was it wasn't a full breakaway it was a partial breakaway but it was just a good play i i got to credit minnesota for this win i felt like i i don't want to say i hate the term that they wanted it more because I think both teams wanted it. It's just the effort. You know, the, the whole wanted more. It's it's I think it's a silly expression. I, I understand what it means, but it's it's the effort for it. I felt like the goal I can't I can't really say that too, because I thought the Golden Knights really worked hard too. It's just it's just one of those games, you know? And the home like the first period I thought it was a good fit period for the Golden Knights, because that's exactly how they needed to play on the road is to play defensively, keep the energy low, because if you play like that on the road, it'll take away the home crowd. If you play a low event, I know it's boring to watch on TV and whatnot, but if you play like that, the home crowd won't be an issue because they're going to get bored too. Because I know you're watching from most of you are watching on the TV, watching this game. And I, a lot of people are, complaining how boring the game is. Imagine if you are a a fan who paid good tickets to go watch this game and you're going to be bored as heck too being there. And that's what they need they needed to take the crowd away. And I thought they did a good job. And then going into the second period, I thought the Golden Knights normally control the second period over the wild that's been their period and i thought they did for most of the period the, the the wild had their chances in the second period obviously they didn't score nobody scored in the second period but i think one of the best scoring chances what happened in the second period it was the carlson there was the carlson play that hit the post it was a really good the misfit line was was buzzing today like a lot coming in and out and it's it's it was just a very disappointing because this is the second time in the series that the Golden Knights got shot out by Talbot. And a lot of people are already panicking because it, it reminds them of the game last year, of the series last year against Vancouver. But guess what, guys? We did win that game against Vancouver. So going to it's gonna be going to game seven now on Friday. And I want to just keep talking about this game, this game and next game, like just moving on. It's the knee. It's a mental hurdle now for them. I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit more. But first, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With ever increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in traditional chain storefronts. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey or LX or EX and wait till the counterman orders the parts in his computer. Choose the only brand that warehouse happens to carry. You have computers to access rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and price you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com now going into game seven for the Golden Knights, they they've done this before. They've been here. Uh, it is it is a another demon they have to kill. Uh, I, I talked about this last episode. It, I will, it's it, the funny thing is I mean, I made a tweet about this is that if I won't be surprised if there's going to be another five minute major in game seven because apparently that's a staple for all the Golden Knights game sevens right obviously the the infamous five minute major against the sharks and last year ironically or coincidentally the golden knights also got a five minute major in game seven the golden knights killed off that penalty but it's i I thought it was still very funny now jesse granger tweeted about a, a bunch of stats earlier uh tonight because a lot of people are worried about the Golden Knights still haven't been able to close out a game at home. Uh, one and one in game sevens and all that. And he's he also, so what he said he posted is that Pete DeBoer, our head coach for Vegas Golden Knights, is 5-0 and in game sevens in his career. So Pete DeBoer knows how to rally his troops and knows how important Game 7s are. He hasn't lost a game yet. Of course, he won one with the Golden Knights and he won a few with the San Jose Sharks. One of those games were involved in Golden Knights. Um, but the Minnesota Wild also is 3-0 in Game 7s in their franchise history. But the difference here is that was back in like the mid-2000s. None of those guys are in this team anymore. And it's a different, it's a different core. So all these stats are really just, you know, like, like, like uh, it's a story type, type. And you talk about all that stats and stuff, especially if you go back like 500 years, like, I don't think people will care if like, let's say, for example, the Toronto Maple Leafs are 2-0 and in the second round where they haven't been in the second round in forever, you know, but I still feel good about the Golden Knights' chances to win the series. But is it as good as it was about five days ago? No. Five days ago, we were riding high. Five days ago, we were very confident. Five days ago, we were thought we were going to close this out in game five at home. But things changed quickly. That's hockey for you, man. That's why I think hockey is the best playoffs in all four major sports because things can just quickly uh, change quickly it, it, the parity of the sport is is very very high but i want to go back to some 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 of my thoughts from this game and the upcoming game uh as, as i mentioned earlier cody glass made his nhl debut tonight and ryan reeves was the odd man out I thought Cody Glass played a good game. I thought he played a decent game, especially for a a player who hasn't played in the NHL since April. 
I thought the things he learned from the AHL, he brought to the NHL. I don't think he was dominant at all. He's not Kaprizov or anything, but I thought he played a good game. He almost tied the game in that uh, in that when on the third period with that rebound uh, chance that he had. But Cam Talbot made the save. He also had another really good play uh, where he he passed the puck across to Zach Whitecloud, but it just bounced off his uh, Whitecloud stick and couldn't get the shot off. And in the same shift, he had a really good back check. I don't, I don't want to go play by every play by play for Cody Glass, but overall, I thought he played uh, played good enough. I thought uh, he play, I thought he was a better player than Ryan Reeves was. Uh, I, as much as I love Ryan Reeves, so I think they should keep Cody Glass in the lineup uh, going forward and. Take that for a grain of salt because I'm a huge Cody Glass fan because I've seen him play a lot and I know what he's capable of. And another question going into Game 7 is the health of Max Pacioretty. Are they going to force Max Pacioretty in the lineup now? I, under- I understand if you don't play him in Game 5 and 6 because it is not a very dire game to play in. But at the same time, are you going to... Put Max Pacioretty in cold into Game Seven. I still think it's worth it. I still think he's the like the, he's the second best skater or forward that we have next to Mark Stone, and it's, it's going to be a huge addition. I don't know what the status for Max Pacioretty is. Uh, Pete DeBoer did come out this morning that said, and he said, not this morning. Uh, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday, on Wednesday morning, saying that. Max Pacioretty skating now. So that's good. It's a good sign, right? If they put in Max Pacioretty and they keep in Cody Glass, I don't know who's going to be the odd man out. If they put in Max Pacioretty, I won't be surprised if it's Cody Glass that's the odd man out. Uh, I don't think Reeves, because as much as I love Ryan Reeves and what he brings to the table, there are some arguments of what he brings to the table is not that important. And I don't want to get into that debate too much. But my what I want to say about it is that you have Ryan, not Ryan, William Carrier and Keegan Colasar to really fill that role for Ryan Reeves, the physical presence, you know, and, and, if you put in another skill guy like Cody Glass, I think it'll work out a little bit more because I thought Cody Glass and Nick Waugh had a really good re- repertoire. I think they should move Cody Glass in the center and move Waugh on the wing because I think Waugh is a better wing than Cody Glass is. I think I think Waugh is a better wing than Cody Glass is and Cody Glass as a center is better than Cody Glasses as a wing. So I think that's my rationale on why. But you know what? I don't really think it matters much, actually, because the way the Golden Knights play center and wing is very interchangeable. So it's fine. I'm I'm overthinking it. It's okay. But another, another story coming into this, another story coming into this game is the Braden McNabb, in COVID protocol. 
And a lot of us were thought that this is pretty much over for the players. They're vaccinated and whatnot. But sometimes there are false positives that happen. And if that happens, you have to go to quarantine for the day and you cannot play. Uh, my guess is the the test for Brandon McNabb is a is a false negative. I mean, a false positive, and I think he will play next game. Um, that means Hague, like, there's not a lot of players I thought played that. This wasn't a very bad played game by the Golden Knights, in my opinion. It's just the, the offense is the one that's troubling. Defensively, it's fine. Are you, like, if you put in Max Pacioretty and you, you can mix up, your forward lines. You already put in Cody Glass today, so to mix it up, and they didn't generate that much offense. But I don't think putting Ryan Reeves back into the lineup will help your offense. He's not there for offense. I think Cody Glass is the right choice for offensive uh, help. Now, I am expecting Game Seven to be. A very tightly contested game. It's gonna be a very. It's gonna feel really similar to this game, to Game Six, where neither team do not want to get scored on. This is like what playoff hockey normally looks like. That 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 game with Pittsburgh and New York, the New York Islanders, before that happened before the Golden Knights game. I guess that happens, but most of the time it is teams playing defensively. Because they're too scared to get scored on. Sometimes, you know. But uh, but I digress. Um, I am. This is. I'm nervous and scared, man. This is this is not what I wanted to happen. I did not want to have a game seven. But at the same time, like I said, I still feel confident that the Golden Knights will win this because I still think the Golden Knights are the better team. Now and then, especially they're playing in T-Mobile Arena. The last time they played there, the Minnesota Wild scored three goals in a burst. And as long as the Golden Knights don't do that again, I think they will win. There's still a lot of questions going into this game, but I want to tell you guys about Bet Online first. The fastest and easiest way to bet in all sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, so you can track all the actions at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus or your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code locked on. So another question I've seen going around the social medias right now is who is going to start in goal for game seven? I think that it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously. Mark Andre Fleury. It, 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 there's there's no reason why Mark Andre Fleury is not going to start. I understand a lot of people are starting to panic, and maybe a, a change in net is going to bring a little bit more oomph to 
the the team or whatever, but Mark Andre Fleury is still playing really good right now, and there's like I said, there's no reason for uh, for us to bench him. And I I am wondering, and I understand why a lot of people are starting to panic because it's an elimination game, of course. And all the momentum right now is with Minnesota. They've just won two in a row. Uh, they were down 3-1 now. They forced a game seven. Of course, the Minnesota Wild are going to be, they're going to have an extra pep in their step. There's a few pictures of the post-game shows of the post-game interviews for the Minnesota Wild players wearing uh, the Kaprizov, the Kirill Kaprizov shirts and stuff. And they're and, and it's funny because Kaprizov actually didn't have any points this game, right? Yeah. They held Kaprizov in check. There was that one really good play by Kaprizov, but it was... I forgot who stopped him defensively, but the Golden Knights... As, as I mentioned before, needs to score goals. And it's starting to creep in again. I, I can't speak for the locker room, but in the fan base about the, the PTSD that they have of Thatcher Demko, who's from San Diego, who's a roommate with Alex Tuck, of like unable just... And this time it's it's Cam Talbot. I don't know where he went to college or who his roommate was then, but Cam Talbot has been really good too. These two goalies playing right now has just been fantastic. And I don't know who I can it's hard to tell who's playing better. Marc Andre Fleury is getting all the fanfares because he's getting all the highlight real saves, but Cam Talbot has been just bombarded with shots, especially in game five. But the, the, the Golden Knights really need to come out strong. I said, I've said this as one of the keys for Game 6. They need to come out strong and force Minnesota to, to, to go away from their defensive shell. Because if you get a goal or two early, Minnesota has to chase the game. Minnesota can't play their great defensive structure because they have to keep pushing. You know, you know what I mean? It's 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 a, it gets really frustrating when you're when you've seen this team score a lot in the regular season and it just suddenly disappears in the postseason. But like I said, you gotta give credit to Minnesota for this for this win. They they played a really good game to keep the Golden Knights in check. Uh, I know it's a, it's a big heel turn right now because I want to move on real quick and just just talk about. Uh, uh, the quick game because at the same time as the Golden Knights is playing, the Henderson Silver Knights was also playing a playoff game. It's a game one of the the Pacific Division uh, finals. I don't know what they call it, but it's a best of three series. And I just want to give a quick update to it. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights lost in overtime, uh, three to two, and it was a very good. Well, I only catched. I caught the game when the Golden Knights were in intermission or after the game. I So I caught most of the third period and I caught the whole overtime. And what I saw from the third period was 
they were down 1-0 and the Silver Knights was resilient enough to tie it 1-1 and the Condors came back again to take the lead and the Silver Knights came back again to tie it in over and then in overtime the Condors this is their third overtime game in a row 5 on 5 in playoffs and it looks like it sh- it showed because the Condors really controlled that overtime Logan Thompson did his best to keep the Silver Knights in the game but alas the 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 Bakersfield Condors was able to beat Logan Thompson in overtime and con- the Condors are now up 1-0 in this best of three series. I believe the next game is tomorrow. Uh, don't quote me that. I gotta go check that. But other, uh, but uh, that's it. That's my update for them. Uh, and that, that, should, that should be it for me today. Uh, make sure you follow me on the social. I am SumDude88 on Twitter. That's S-U-M-D-O-O-D 88. And make sure you like and subscribe on the on the uh on the give us a follow on spotify and give us a a subscribe on the itunes and leave a review let let me know what you guys think uh also give i'm i'm open to uh constructive criticism and that's it for me i still don't know how to end a podcast so uh thank you for listening